0: Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Mom Collective. And our hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Mom Collective. Hey Mamas, welcome to this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating
1: Motherhood. It's almost Valentine's Day, and while you might be preoccupied with what to get your spouse or what you want your spouse to get you, <laughs> today <laughs> we're going to talk about what to do for your kiddos on Valentine's Day.
0: Yes, uh, Valentine's Day, it, well, let me ask you this, Michelle. Okay. Uh, is Valentine's Day like a really high priority, like no, nope. celebrate it all, get out? No,
1: no. <laughs> not in my house. Uh, we we just do minor stuff. My husband and I just do cards. We don't really do much. My kids reminded me recently that they get to pick out chocolate for each other, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Do you? Are you just telling me that because you want chocolate?" <laughs> but apparently, in the past, we've let them pick out a box of chocolates for each other. So I guess we're doing that.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. We. You know what? We don't do a ton. My husband does um, gifts for you know he has three girls and yeah. myself, so he's got a slew yes. of women in his Pressure life is lavish on, love Alan. with. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we do just some small gifts and things. So we don't do, we don't make it a huge deal either. Uh, however, I have a little theory on Valentine's Day. Uh, I do, I would love Valentine's Day to be a really big deal because of what we're going to talk about today yes. and the topic of the five love languages.
1: Yes, and how to show your kids, figuring out how to show your kids love and how they receive love. Right, right. All right. Well, let, you touched on this, but people listening, you may have heard of this book called The Five Love Languages. It's by Gary Chapman. And the thesis is that everyone receives love in one of five ways. Okay, here they are. Physical touch, gifts, words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time. Now, Steph, I know you've read this book. What? Mm-hmm. What's the primary way that you receive love?
0: Gifts, for sure. hmm And this is why I think I would love Valentine's Day to be a very big deal. (laughs) I mean, I would love all the heart balloons, all of the flowers. Like I would, if I could come down to just like a remade kitchen with gifts, I would feel so loved. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm going to make sure your husband listens to this
1: podcast texting he, you know now.
0: <laughs> he he always does very well but as this book and this idea of the five love languages digs into you know generally speaking the love that you best receive is what you naturally give the most of right. and so i'm always one to be like i would love to buy you a gift and you a gift and you yes. a gift Yes,
1: yeah um, you, you and- show love that way for sure
0: Right. And I don't have, I don't have any research or statistics, but my assumption, I think gifts is probably the least common love language. Wouldn't you say?
1: Um, maybe. Yeah, no, maybe. I, I
0: just also don't think know it's a lot of gifts people.
1: <laughs> it's also probably something people maybe are nervous to say because they feel selfish. Like True. I've received love if you give me stuff, but right. that's not what it is. It's just, no. We're going to talk about this in a second. It's not even necessarily the gift itself. It's that you gave them a gift um, right. and, or how it's presented or that it's a surprise or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but you know, I have you and w- another friend of mine, a couple other friends of mine receive love through gifts. Mm-hmm. And I always make sure to not forget your birthday
0: <laughs>
1: or if I see a random thing, i <laughs> send you a present just because <laughs> I want you to know that I see you and I love you. And yeah. you know, and it's good for friends as well as spouses. Too,
0: yeah, but. for sure. Well, what would you say is your top five? Yeah, uh, Minus physical touch. So
1: I love snuggling, cuddling. Yes, uh, this
0: is why whenever we see each other, it's like you rub my arm. Yes. <laughs> <You, you laughs> <laughs> that sounds very bad. folks. It's like she gives me a hug and then she holds you on to my go. arms and she gives me like a rub on my arm situation.
1: I, do. I just don't want to stop touching you. because. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then That's you do the I'm awkward, like, um, oh, yeah, when you, like, kind of let go of the, like, touch. It's almost like an awkward, like, it, paw.
1: It's awkward <laughs> It's awkward for you, and it's not awkward for me. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> come closer.
0: Come on in. Let's snuggle. <laughs> oh, no my fun. gosh. Oh, my yes. gosh. I am
1: a hugger. If I meet you, I will want to hug you. Uh, make it real awkward for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I touch you. If we're sitting there talking and it's a serious conversation, I'll just reach over and grab your arm. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or your hand
0: or yes, rub your back.
1: You. I, it, I don't know. It's just, just I don't know. You are. how I show love. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, my husband, like he, he knows to snuggle on the couch or hold my hand and my kids definitely, um, respond to that. And I think I've recognized that's how I show love, but that's yeah. fine. That is yeah. definitely mine.
0: For sure. Well, um, the Five Love Languages book by Gary Chapman was super popular and very successful. If you haven't checked it out yourself, just for yourself and your um, spouse, it's really revolutionary. Like, I feel I feel like it's super helpful for all relationships. I
1: feel like it's a must read for everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and,
1: and, yeah, I just feel like everyone needs to know what their love language is and be able to and be able to express that with people you're close with so they understand you better.
0: Yeah, for sure, to set up the relationship for success. Um, But today we're not going to talk about the five love languages as it relates to us, like adults. Um, Gary Chapman wrote a follow-up book, uh, The Five Love Languages for Children. Uh, And we just thought because we're going into Valentine's Day, you know, it's like the holiday of love. Uh, We would dig into that idea of each of our kids being unique and having their own needs when it comes to um, the love that we give them.
1: Yes, because, yeah. you know, this is where they learn that stuff. This is where our sons learn to show uh, love and affection to their to the women in their life, their sisters or their mother, so they grow up to be good boyfriends and husbands. <laughs> and Yes, um, yeah. Same with our daughters. You know, it's like you were saying, Alan, your husband makes it a point to make sure he gives something to all three of your daughters. It's so important yep. for dads to do that for their daughters. So, yeah, it starts at home, and yeah. uh, we'll talk about that.
0: For sure. So, okay, Michelle, you... Rattle off the five love languages one more time for everybody that is kind of new to this. And yeah, Yeah. and we'll go from there. Physical touch, Mm -hmm. gifts,
1: words of affirmation, acts of service, and quality time.
0: Okay. Okay. So some of you mamas may hear that list and think like immediately you can peg each of your kids in their love language. Uh, While others of you may be thinking, gosh, I don't even know if I know. Uh, and so here are some suggestions straight from the five love languages for children book that I think are really helpful to start. Um, and then we're going to dive into each of the love languages in particular. Uh, so discovering your child's primary love language. Here's a couple of suggestions. Um, observe how your child expresses love to you. So like, how are they just in general, like if they're a gifts person, they might just decide to package up some of their junk and give it to you. <laughs> I have a, I have a gifts child (laughs) and it's so lovely. Um, The second is observe how your child expresses love to others. So obviously in addition to you, how do they um, express love? Third is listen to what your child requests most often. Fourth is notice what your child most frequently complains about. And then the fifth is give your child a choice between two options. So you'd give them, you know, option one is like, do you feel most loved when you're snuggling mommy Mm -hmm. or do you feel most loved when mommy gives you a little gift? Mm-hmm. Uh, those type of two options makes it a little bit easier for them to decide and give you some direction on what love language may be their primary love language. So
1: it's interesting, Steph, because I'm hearing you say these things, and I'm like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. My kids, ex- my kids need love in all those areas, <laughs> 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 and I'm sure Just every mom is to them every, way. <laughs> every mom is thinking the same thing. But that's part of the book too, is that we do all receive love in these five ways. It's yeah. just that one is primary, so right. and it's not something for some of you. It might be just totally obvious obvious off the bat, but for my kids, I need I don't even know for sure which ones they are because it really does take some observation mm-hmm. and also separating. Okay, my love language, my primary love language is physical touch, so yeah. that's how I show my kids love. Mm-hmm. But I don't know for sure that that's their primary love language. But they've learned over seven and eight years mommy's mommy loves to snuggle. Mommy loves to cuddle. Mommy will come and lay with you at bedtime. And, you know, and so they ask for that because they want to be close to me, but I I don't have it determined yet if that's their love language. So it's going to take some time to figure it out.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, let's just dive into each of them and kind of talk about practically what each of them looks like in kids. So the first one is physical touch.
1: Yes. So first of all, we are going to adapt um, these comments from an article that we're linking to in our show notes from parenting magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a really good kind of recap of his book um, and is a great way to kind of direct our conversation. But yeah, so physical yeah. touch, your kid saying, cuddle me or chase me,
0: wrestle mm-hmm. me. Yep. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I've got one kiddo that is for sure physical touch. Mm-hmm. Like um, go thinking back to what the things that I just said in terms of trying to figure out what their um, love language is, she's constantly talking about like, can we just snuggle or she'll say um, I didn't get a snuggle today. Aww. So she'll complain, you know, so she'll complain about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is just her. I mean, very much so that is oh. her top one. Um, it's very obvious to me that mm-hmm. that is the way that she receives love. Yeah. Most. Okay. So, can
1: I, can I ask you a question about that? Real quick? Yeah. Do you get nervous at all about like later on when she's dating, like physical touch is her thing. And like, she'll want, oh, that? yeah.
0: For sure. For sure. And I, I mean, I, I'm not an expert in this field by any means, but I, I do feel this sense of, you know, if she's not getting the physical love that she needs from her parents, myself and Alan, um, then she's going to look for it elsewhere. Right. Um, and especially in her teenage years or well, beyond her teenage yeah, years yeah, too. Yeah. And so I think like, Creating a home that feels safe and loving to our kids in all circumstances, regardless of their love language, is really important. But that physical part is like, I will cuddle you all you want, so you don't get cuddles from somebody else.
1: (laughs) These are the best cuddles you're ever gonna
0: get. You never need never gonna get until you get married.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! Okay, thanks for sharing that because yeah, that's been on my mind too. Like, oh. I just worry about that. But anyway. But, yeah. So, yeah. So if your kids have primary or their primary love language is physical touch, you could express love by snuggling on the couch. Ask your kid if they want to sit on your lap or have a foot massage or high fives or even wrestling or playing yeah. sports that require kind of physical interaction. Yeah. All those ways. Just, it Literally physically touching them.
0: <laughs> yes. As often as possible. Yeah.
1: And then one of the things that is a pitfall for these kids, so, you know, if, if your child's love language is, is physical touch, a, a spanking could be particularly harmful to them mm-hmm. because they they attach physical touch with love and to punish them with corporal punishment or a spanking could be mm-hmm. could be kind of devastated for that kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting to consider, just being mindful of how that's going to be received to each kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then yeah. research shows too, that dads who um, dads tend to become less physically affectionate as their daughters start to get older, just because it might feel awkward to him. Yeah. But yeah. studies show that still snuggling, cuddling, giving them kisses. Good night is really important for that. Um, that relationship. So,
0: yeah, for sure. Actually, this reminds me, my um, husband last night um, was greeted with like this just massive hug. Every day when he gets home from work, <laughs> from from Elsie, my my physical touch, yeah, um, lover, yeah, <laughs> uh, and Alan even said to her, Elsie, you give the best welcomes to Aww. everyone, and <laughs> so I'm like sweet. that is just such a endearing part of people that have that love language of physical touches. It just comes so naturally where right. people like me, I, I, I shame Michelle on public <laughs> podcasts about her <laughs> holding my arms.
1: You get ready, girl. I'm going to see you in
0: two weeks. <laughs> Brace yourself. Right, it's coming. Yo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, let's go on to the next one. So this the next, uh, yes, this is why I'm like, let's go on to the next one. Uh, gifts presents please yes. give me all of the gifts <laughs> so children who feel loved and um, when they receive things um, are, aren't just pampered with more stuff that that's the other thing that I, I feel like we need I need to come clean with <laughs> to all of you <laughs> that are not gifts people is that it can be a simple uh, note like a post it on your mirror yeah like that can be received as a gift right. uh, to somebody that's primary in love languages
1: gifts. Right. And I have one of my kids might be, this might be her love language. Okay. Um, because one of the things that's kind of obnoxious is they always are asking for stuff. And, mm. you know, Gary Chapman says they're not pandering for more. They're actually asking for love. So mm. if that's the way that they receive love, if they're begging for this and begging for that, I I don't receive love through gifts. So to mm-hmm. me, that's like earn money and buy it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I had to remember you know, I had to be careful of that because if her life, love language is gifts, then I need to react differently, yeah, um, but it doesn't mean he also say it doesn't mean that we just pander to their every whim and wish um, right but um, uh, but also kids another clue would be if your kid has a hard time throwing anything away that they've been given, that could be a clue that they're tying some kind of an emotional reaction to that item, and their mm-hmm. love language might be gifts,
0: yeah, yeah. And I'd say um, another interesting um, consideration with this love language is when a kid that has a gift's love language, it gives you a gift, uh, even if it's just some of their treasures from their room, uh, you receiving it positively and expressing gratitude and appreciation for that gift, even if you're like... I think you got that in your junk drawer, <laughs> um, really makes them feel loved because they are in their um, immatureness. They can't express like, I'm giving you this gift because it makes me feel like I'm expressing love to you. Right, right. right. <laughs> um, and so how you're going to receive a gift from a gift giver um, is really important too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And now, now the more that we talk about it, I'm thinking I might have a gift, a gift person in my family.
0: Look at, we're just diagnosing you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And there's little yeah.
1: things, examples that you can express love to these kids that don't require breaking your bank account, but leaving, like Steph said, a note on the mirror, uh, a mm-hmm. wildflower on the pillow, mm-hmm. um, just even the do- a dollar store, like picking something up at the dollar store and, and giving it to them is all going to be really be- yeah, beneficial to them feeling loved.
0: Yeah, for sure uh okay next uh, is words of affirmation Mm -hmm. uh which is just affirmative words believe it or not
1: (laughs) talk to me (laughs) so (laughs) yeah for adults it's compliments Mm um um any 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 kind of uh communication that's positive basically you look nice today or you know that kind of stuff um and and it's and definitely this is something you should be doing with your kids anyway and i think as parents we all kind of know that innately
0: but uh-huh. there are some
1: kids it's just means more I guess
0: yeah yeah so one of the suggestions for expressing love to a words of affirmation kid is uh, to leave um, notes in their lunch boxes mm-hmm. um I'll tell you that uh, one of my daughters my oldest her primary love language is not words of affirmation but I'd say that her very close second is words of affirmation mm-hmm. she saves all of my lunchbox notes. Aww. Like she has them in a little pile. Um, she, she's the <gasps> oh, first one to so say something so- when she comes home. Um, I'm also not a mom that leaves a lot of notes in lunchboxes, but when I do like, it is so, it means so much to her. Uh, and so that's just a tip for somebody that is, um, you know, mothering So a kid I, with words of affirmation. Let
1: me ask you this. I write notes every day in my kids' lunchboxes. Whoa. They never you're save them. It. They never save them, nor do they mention them. Can I stop?
0: <laughs> well, you're you're putting us all to shame, those of, us, <laughs> those of you that do not leave no, notes all know. the time.
1: My mom did it for me. Oh. And for some reason, I feel like that's just, I loved it. I love seeing that in my lunch every day. And I just feel like that's something I want to do for them, but they rarely mention them
0: well, maybe you should test it out. Just don't do it and see what they say. I
1: have done that. Actually, actually, I've done that where I haven't written something and they do notice. So yeah, anyway, interesting. (laughs) Well, anyway, so um, some signs that your kids might um, receive love through words of affirmation, kids that are already good listeners and sweet speakers um, Mm -hmm. are kind of showing you love that way too. So, Mm -hmm. and if they beam whenever you give them praise or feedback that are positive, um, they might be a words of affirmation, kiddo. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so the fourth one, acts yeah. of service. Yeah. Um, you do it for me. We do this anyway for kids. Acts <laughs> <of service. laughs> yeah, right. You're like, you better feel loved. I'm serving oh, you all the time. Man, it's like a maid <laughs> and a taxi driver. Um, yeah,
1: for sure. The acts of service. It's it says here that it's a peculiar sounding love language, but. This is my husband receives love through acts of service. I have friends. My, my dad receives love through acts of service. So that's when Jason comes home and I've done all the laundry and put it all away. And the, and the house is nice and neat. He's just like, oh, he loves that. He just loves that I, I did a service for him. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm a doormat or a maid. It just means I'm doing that because, you know, it's an act of love to show him. Or if I mow the lawn or something that's usually his chore. Mm -hmm. So for kids, it's kind of hard because we do everything for them.
0: (laughs) Right. So it's hard to determine, like, you know, are Mm -hmm. these acts of service really, like, touching their heart (laughs) more so than somebody else?
1: But um, the kids who are able to tie their shoes but still want you to tie their shoes or come to you and ask for help with making their bed or... You know, just things like that, asking you to do stuff that maybe they should know how to do. They might be mm-hmm. kind of trying to tell you, like, when you do this, I feel loved.
0: Mm. Yeah, so. that's, a, that's a really interesting consideration, because mm-hmm. uh, I do think with all of these things, there's probably part of their immaturity that they, you know, that they're asking us to meet that love need of them, theirs, right. like in this acts of service way that may cause some frustration in us. Like, you can do that. Why are you doing, you know? Um, But rather than, um, you know, shaming, not that you're, not that we should shame them, but rather than dismissing that, really leaning in and saying, okay, gosh, this is really showing them love when I do these things.
1: Right. And I also think reiterating to them, hey, look, I know you know how to do this, mm -hmm. but I wanted to do this for you today because I want you to know how much I love you. Yeah, but the rest of the week you're gonna have to do it on your own. You know that kind yeah. of thing. Um, would be good, and then and then just doing little things for them, like it, it suggests. It's cold, throwing their clothes in the dryer so they're warm when they put them
0: on. Oh, my little, kids love that.
1: <laughs> little things like that for for an acts of service, kiddo. That's
0: gonna really make them feel loved. Yeah, I love that. Uh, okay, so the last one is quality time. Uh, and I have to tell a story about, so my daughter, her, my oldest is quality time okay. for sure. Okay. <laughs> High quality time. Um, and you know what, what this looked like when she was two or three um, drove me nuts. <laughs> <Yes>. She <laughs> never wanted to be by herself. Stage like five she, Oh yeah. And it's not even that it was like, she, you know, had separation anxiety nor necessarily. She just always wanted to be with me doing things. Mm-hmm. She never was someone, that, a kid that really played well by herself. Um, and to my point earlier about like, I was guilty of in my head, shaming her of like, you should be able to play by yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when I realized that I was like, actually, she feels the most love when we do it together. Mm-hmm. And this is her immature way of telling me that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Kids that say, come here, look at this. They're up in your grill. They don't want to leave you alone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Kids. Yeah. Or watch this. Yeah. Yes.
1: Play with me, oh. which yeah. I, I mean, I love my kids, but playing with my kids, I can only take in small doses. Yes. Um. But that they're just, honestly, you need to, in your mind, think of them as saying, I want you to show me you love me. Show me you love me. Show you, show me you love me. And we need to, we need to do that. I mean, yeah. you know, and my kids too. And I, I think my son is quality time and he'll, he'll tell me, Mommy, put your phone down um, and come spend time with me. And it's it's a gut wrenching reminder sometimes, but Mm -hmm. it's a good reminder, too, that when I'm in his presence, I need to just be fully focused.
0: Yeah. So he feels like, you know, one other thing I will say, though, that um, for quality time, at least my kiddo, that's quality time uh, is that I found that it can be exhausting to be constantly available, like playing with your children, that loves to be with you. Um, our oldest loves to play games. So, and that feels like such a, I mean, it's a time suck to sit down and play so many games, but I am learning that as she's gotten older, uh, for her, even sitting next to me with both of us reading feels like quality time to her. Uh, and so sometimes when I get this sense that she's getting a little bit of an attitude or push pulling away, uh, I'm like, you know what, Nora? Why don't we sit on the couch and we'll both read for a little bit. Yeah, um, and that just fills up her love tank so much.
1: Yeah, my um, my daughter who who I think all kids probably have, even if it's not their primary love language, they like quality time um with you. And she was really kind of becoming um obnoxious with with it, it kind of interrupting me when I was trying to work. Yeah. So I went to the thrift store. I got an old laptop for ten dollars that doesn't work. Sprayed it with Lysol, obviously, and gave it to her. And now, when I'm working on my laptop, she'll pull hers up next to me, and she'll be playing on her laptop like we're in an oh, office cute. together. And it's
0: like a lifesaver. For me. <laughs> that is totally a lifesaver. Oh man, yeah, that's Looked ten dollars I've spent. Everybody's gonna go out to their <laughs> local yeah. thrift shop now. Pick one up. Well, no, I think that's. I mean, the the book dives way more deeper into what you can do, what might be hurtful to a kid with each love language. So we totally suggest that you check it out. We'll link to it in our show notes for sure. But as a reminder, the five are physical touch, gifts, words of affirmation, acts of service, and quality time.
1: Okay, guys, we are going to need to break out our collective stretchy pants because City Mom Collective is growing again. The great state of North Dakota now has its first City Mom Collective site with the launch of Fargo Mom. Local mom Kathy Schomer already has 35 Fargo Moms on board to write content as contributors to Fargo Mom. Shomer wants to combat the general sense of loneliness that can come with motherhood. Her goal is to share stories and experiences that resonate with other moms in her community.
0: I had all three of my children while living out of state, but there was a City Mom Collective site in my city. And I found a sense of connection through the mom written articles, um, the online calendar, the neighborhood play dates, and especially their online community group. And it was such a relief to have a great parenting resource available to me. And I knew once I was back in Fargo, I needed to start one here. City Mom
1: Collective is a network of hyper-local parenting resource websites, all with one common goal, connecting moms. Fargo Mom is one of nearly 100 sites across the country doing just that. If you're interested in starting a site in your area, find out more information at momcollective.com.
0: That's it, mamas, for this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood. Next
1: episode, we're talking with author Arlene Pellicane, who co-wrote a book with Dr. Gary Chapman called Growing Up Social. And we'll be discussing kids and technology. Yeah, well,
0: hopefully this episode got you thinking about some unique ways to show your kids love on Valentine's Day and Every day in between, um, and of course on Valentine's Day especially, you're not going to want to forget to just add sprinkles.
1: For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles celebrating motherhood, please visit momcollective.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts, so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood. And just add sprinkles.